So welcome once again. Uh, this is our second episode on this uh, series around Orientalism today. And uh, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Nora Madi once again. And uh, on this one, we will be talking about Orientalism in war films. So Madi, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so pretty much um, my family, um, my, specifically my brother and my dad, really loved like watching war films. So like, growing up, I would watch these films with them. Maybe I was too young to watch some of these war films, <laughs> generally. But all in all, it really seems that you know Americans love to make films about war, and these films typically tend to portray you know Americans as the heroes. You know they're going to the Middle East, they're going to war in Vietnam, they're trying to you know take down the evil enemy, whether that be you know in Vietnam that was communism. You know um, right now in the Middle East in the Iraqi war it's terrorism, but there's always something that basically puts, you know, the white man on a pedestal and says, you know, they have the best morals, they have the best values, and they need to go, like, spread these values out to, you know, these uncivilized places in the Middle East or Asia. Yeah. Um, you know, also, these people there are, you know, typically portrayed as uncivilized and violent, and that's how they're pigeonholed. There's uh -huh. no other dynamic to them. Um, we never get to, you know, meet them, they're very much seen and not heard. Yeah. Um, and I think that this really has some real life consequences consequences and implications because I think a lot of people take these films at face value, like, well, this is like a real historical depiction, but you know, this is not a documentary. This is about, you know, um, entertainment value um, and like showing things being blown up mm -hmm. and like all of this stuff. Um, so, and I think that the damage that this does, um, can be felt, um, all around. Um, and I think, um, one of the movies that really jumped out to me about this was American Sniper. Mm -hmm. Um, and this follows Chris Kyle, who was an Iraqi sniper in the, um, Iraqi war. American Sniper is one of the highest grossing, or no, it is the highest grossing war film of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically Chris Kyle killed over 150 Iraqis throughout the war. I'm sure it's more than that. Um, and in the movie, he's the main character. He really only hears things from his perspective. Um, and it follows him around um, during the Iraqi war. Um, and this film is generally seen um, as a great depiction of the Iraqi war um, and a real life account of what happened. Um, but of course it's sensationalized. Um, and generally, the Americans are seen as the good guys. It doesn't show the toll that it takes on the Iraqis. It doesn't attempt to humanize them in any way. And every Iraqi in the film is shown as pretty much violent and angry. Um, Chris Kyle calls them savages. They're, you know, they're stereotypically evil jihadists. Um, and the scene that really struck out to me in the movie is where... So Chris Kyle's basically like on this like balcony with the sniper out. And um, you see this um, woman who's very clearly wearing like a full... Um, head covering um, and with her child walking towards like a battalion of like American soldiers and basically um, she hands him um, an explosive device and you know there there have been instances in the Iraqi war of you know ch child uh -huh. children suicide bombers like this has happened but just the way that they portrayed it for me was super problematic because it was basically saying you know we don't hear anything about this woman, we just see her. It was basically like stereotyping all um, all Middle Eastern, all Muslim yeah. women as being, you know, willing to sacrifice their child, you know, to like, for like terrorist purposes and like, you know, she hates Americans, like all this stuff, like she's willing to kill people and her children mm -hmm. to achieve this higher goal. 
Um, and I thought that was super problematic because when people saw this film, they did actually internalize it. And mm-hmm. I found these tweets, and they're horrible. Um, just to read one, um, American Sniper makes me want to go shoot some effing Arabs. Mm-hmm. Um, American Sniper made me appreciate soldiers a hundred times more and hate Muslims a million times more. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. people, when they see this film, actually were like, wow, this is a real depiction. Yeah. Um, it did have real-life consequences and implications. Yeah. Um, I think people don't really talk about that when they talk about war films. Yeah, and and I love what you say about <clears throat> about you know real life consequences because you know a lot of times we talk about these issues, Orientalism, right? And then it just seems like it's a theoretical thing. It's a mm-hmm. concept. It doesn't have you know like actual uh, you know consequences on people's lives. And so one of the the the, uh, the scenes that I love to show uh, whenever I'm talking about Orientalism in film is this scene in Mission Impossible. Uh, I believe it's Rogue Nation, uh, where, you know, like Tom Cruise uh, uh, suddenly mentions uh, that they have to go get this device from Morocco, and then you just hear Casablanca, Morocco, and then suddenly we have this sort of like Orientalist music playing, and then like kind of like a drone shot of, of the desert, you know, and then that's uh, uh, obviously less uh, uh, intense than some of these scenes that you were mentioning, but probably the real life consequences of those depictions is that a lot of people you know who are going to watch that movie who've never been to morocco who've never uh, you know like uh, studied or you know uh, had uh, other contacts with this country will probably think that you know that's how those places look uh, what do you feel what do you feel about like what do you feel is problematic about those uh, you know depictions those representations Oh, I think um, pan-ethnic labeling is a massive problem in, um, in our current uh, modern culture. Uh, I think it's, you know, the concept that every island nation is just full of coconuts and trees. Uh, for instance, as, a, as an example, or every uh, Middle Eastern country is this, like, desolate little village yeah. that's barely getting camels by in the summer heat. And camels. Yeah. Camels everywhere, for no reason. <laughs> as if they don't have cars or planes. Or, or other forms of transportation. No, it's just camels. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> this thing makes me so angry um, when I think about, like, pan-ethnic labeling uh, and, and what we've talked about past, you know, people looking at Asians and, and saying, well, you only can be Chinese if you're Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no other kind of ethnicity that exists uh, within the East Asian context. And thus, looking at uh, a lot of these war films, I think what ends up happening is when, we identi- when they identify... Um, you know, t- they, they label all Middle Eastern people then as terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it generates these fields of hate and fear in the, the public that's consuming the material. And I, I really like the point that you brought up, Professor, um, in terms of we look at Orientalism or conversations of, of race um, dynamics in school and we say, well, it's just theoretical talk. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's surfacing right here in these tweets that, yeah. that Maddie has cited. Like, it, it's this is the root of these theories are the roots of of the presenting issues with the modern population. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I think that's a great point. Like, and like going back to what I said before, like there's there's no even like there's no attempt at all to like portray it in a way that's realistic because they don't care. It's mm-hmm. it's you know this is cinematic. People are gonna love to see this, even though it's creating all these like um like just like wrong expectations and all of that. So. Yeah. 
Um, and I think it's easy to just go to the movies and be like, this is just a movie that I'm seeing right now. Mm -hmm. But that's not always the case. Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, and also just going off American Sniper, um, it portrays what happened in the Iraqi War completely false. Um, it basically says, you know, the Iraqi War happened because of 9-11 and terrorism. But we know now that, you know, that's not the real reason that um, Bush decided to go to mm -hmm. war in Iraq. It had to do with many other things, like oil and just establishing um, America as, you know, like the, the hegemon and all of these things. Um, and this film really pushes the propaganda that the Iraq war was just an extension of the war on terror. Um, mm. And, you know, these heroes with guns are our only hope for salvation when um, in reality, um, that was not the case. Um, you know, your, <clears throat> your conversation with the, the uh, war on terrorism made me think of is, have you seen the movie, uh, You Don't Mess With the Zohan? That is with um, Adam Sandler. So this is an interesting. <laughs> it's it you could qualify uh -huh. as a quote unquote war film, but it's a comedy and uh -huh. it's just making fun of the subject. Um, but the fact that Adam Sandler, who is Jewish, but he's playing an Israeli terrorist mm -hmm. and then fighting against uh, another, I guess Arab terrorist would mm -hmm. be the the course uh, concept of the film. But I think like going back to the concept of. Films can be dangerous in their own right, and it doesn't matter the genre that you're telling it in. A lot of people yeah. will look at comedy and they'll say, well, it's just a joke. You know, don't be so PC about it. But it's dangerous because you're further perpetuating these stereotypes. And again, this is a film that I I was always, I read, you know, my family watched it when I was a kid. I was really interested, and I was like, oh, cool, like, I'm Jewish. This is a Jewish guy. Um not quite understanding at that young age the, the more complex dynamic behind Judaism and the Israeli population. Um, but because it was presented as a, a comedy film, people say, well, you shouldn't take it so seriously. It's comedy. But as a kid, that's how the war on terrorism was presented to me. Oh, 100%. You know? that's, a, that's a really good point. Um, and uh, this is something that I want to mention to, to, to follow up on what, Noha, uh, what you were just saying, Noha. Uh, I feel like part of the problem here, and I'm not sure if you would agree with me, Maji, is that this is not a unique thing. If Imagine if we lived in this world where there was only this one film that portrayed our people, Middle Easterners, mm -hmm. as evil, as all terrorists, etc., etc. It's probably not going to be as problematic as when this film is part of this discourse, you know, like that's been going on for so many years mm -hmm. that has been, you know, vilifying this, you know, a whole group of people. Uh, what do you feel about that? No, I have to agree with you. And when you go back to, you know, this picture, you could just see how many. I feel like every year there's a new war movie that comes out. Um, and usually, you know, they win lots of awards. Um, they, like, bring on, like, they, like, fosters discussions about, the, like, the real people who fought in these wars. Um, and they're kind of, I think they're really just made to be, you know, heroes. And I something interesting that I found was, about America specifically is how much we celebrate our troops in a way that other countries don't. And I think that, you know, it's a good thing to, you know, these people, you know, are fighting for us. But at the same time, we have to look at, like, what they're fighting for, too, and do we agree with that? Um, and also, just when you, you know, these, you put these people on a pedestal, um, I think that that can be very problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, so, just something to think about. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, there was somebody who, uh, uh, I believe it was Jack Shaheen who wrote a book called Real Bad Arabs, Real with R-E-L, kind of a play on words on, on, on you know, with, with, the, with the whole kind of like a, 
uh, discourse around cinema and film and and he he actually studied how arabs were you know portrayed as evil as a vilified people uh, even before 9-11 and even before you know like the war in iraq so this is something that's been going on for many years and many decennies uh, and and i feel like part of the problem at least in my opinion is definitely that uh, uh, these movies that we were just talking about, Mission Impossible, American Sniper, uh, uh, they're not unique, but they are definitely uh, part of this discourse that's been going on for so long and that's obviously going to continue in, 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 in different, uh, different forms. So did you come across uh, other movies that, that seemed problematic, uh, Madi, during your um. research? Yeah, well, just basically any American war film, <laughs> honestly. Um, I did I did find one film that you talked to me about on Netflix that I thought did a really good job about, like, shifting the narrative to the people who were actually most affected by the, um, you know, mm-hmm. the war in Iraq, the actual Iraqis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's so problematic is, you know, when you see, you know, most American war films... They are only the terrorists. There's no mention of just like the, you know, like the civilian Iraqis who are just going about their lives, whose literally backyards are being blown up uh-huh. by whether that be, you know, actual terrorist organizations or American troops. Um, and I think they're seen as generally expendable. Like another movie I um, watched was Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. and just the way that um, um, many of the um, Muslims were discussed was in a way that was, you know, they're expendable. Um, when they show torture scenes, um, there was no attempt to humanize them in any way. You know, mm-hmm. you never even get to see their face. There's like a bag over their head. It's like they're not even mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Mosul, um, it was set in Iraq and avoids white stereotropes and it follows um, a group of um, Iraqi soldiers who are fighting against terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that um, it just shows, and I think it's so important to show that like most Iraqis do not support terrorist organizations and just want to, you know, go about life as usual, you know. So yeah. I thought that movie was really important. And then um, if we wanted to shift to talking about um, tropes and films about um, the Vietnam War, uh-huh. um, so basically um, the film that I decided to focus on was Full Metal Jacket, but there are tons of movies out there. Of um, course on the Vietnam War, um, and typically the soldiers in these films, the Vietnamese soldiers in these films were portrayed as, you know, cunning, cool, sadistic, um, something very, like, mystical about them, like we talked about before, um, with, like, stereotypes of the Orient, um, the, uh, the discourse and the way that, um, these people were depicted also, you know, had consequences, you know, um, Vietnamese people were, you know, vilified in America, um, and, you know, seen as horrible people, um, and um, American soldiers in Vietnam, you know, committed countless atrocities that you don't see in the films. So mm-hmm. I think that was an, this is an also important point that yep. um, there is a lot in a lot of these films. There's no attempt to show any like the horrible things that Americans yep. did or have done because um, obviously in Iraq there's been you know countless times where um, civil like innocent civilians have been accidentally um, killed. Mm-hmm. Um, in Vietnam there was the Mulay massacre, which is basically where a whole um, village was just Holy killed, yeah. um, and people don't talk about that or learn about that in school. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. And okay. also use of a, uh, you know, certain chemical uh, weapons, you know, weapons yeah. uh, during the mm-hmm. Vietnam War. That's also something that we would probably not see in in many uh, Hollywood yeah. uh, movies. Um, I had a question. <coughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on in my throat. But um, 
What do you think is like different or what would you identify as the differences are between the representation of mm -hmm. the Orient in films about the Vietnam War or say even about um, World War II in terms of America's relationship with Japan mm -hmm. versus uh, war films about like the Middle East? Yeah, so I think that in a lot of the Vietnam War films, there's kind of like a character caricature created of specifically the Vietnamese man, I would say. Like he, um, in a lot of the movies, it's like there's kind of like, he's like the a comedic aspect usually. Mm -hmm. Like they, they speak broken English. They're kind of like funny, like the way that they act. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly seen as weaker to the, like, the strong American counterpart. Um, I think in... Um, Full Metal Jacket, there's a scene where um, one of the Vietnamese soldiers, like, begs for his life. Um, and, you know, like, the, you know, the strong American white man puts him out of his misery vibes. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you see films um, about the Iraq War, um, there isn't that same kind of weakness shown with um, the, um, the Iraqis in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they want to kill Americans at any cost mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I think in that regard, there have been differences. Also, um, I think I talked about this a little bit, um, just the way that the background is portrayed, I think is a little different. Like the way that in you know, some of the Vietnam War films, there's like a yellow tint going on to like show this is like a you know, exotic place, um, somewhere different from the US, completely an other. Um, yeah. And I didn't see that as much in films um, taking place in the Middle East. And I don't know why that is, um, but um, that, yeah, that's a really interesting question. Yeah, and something you mentioned earlier uh, uh, in this conversation, Maji, uh, you were talking about like how kind of like you know in the US we always have this idea of like uh, uh, you know almost like creating our own identity uh, by having an enemy, and you mentioned you know how obviously in the movies related to Vietnam, you know like communism was the the big issue at that time, you know like it was the Cold War. Uh, and then, uh, you know, later it was uh, Islamism, you know, terrorism mm -hmm. was the issue. Uh, uh, I find it especially interesting how, uh, uh, you know, you will have certain movies that are going to be maybe like trending or that are going to be like more popular mm -hmm. during certain times. And it, those movies seem to follow certain more like political, uh, mm -hmm. you know, decisions and political discourses that are going on, you know, uh, around uh, uh, the same issues. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, obviously, we have the war in Iraq. That's mm -hmm. something that happened. Uh, it was also something that happened, you know, under certain claims that we later learned, you know, factually that they were false. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but we also have, you know, like Hollywood as like sort of this machine also producing so many movies around mm -hmm. uh, that. So how how do you personally, you know, like understand this phenomenon? Mm -hmm. How do you like, uh, what do you feel about it, basically? Like, Well, I think that, you know, Hollywood is a big part of the problem. Um, I think that, kind of like I talked about before, entertainment value is put before anything else. So I think perhaps filmmakers think that, you know, Americans are only going to want to see films where, you know, the American is the hero and they're saving the day. Like, um, they're not going to want to go see a film about, you know, Americans committing these horrible atrocities. Because, you know, at the same point, it, like, attacks, you know, our core identity as American. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, you know, growing up, you're taught, you know, the U.S. is the best country in the world. We make no mistakes. We're this shining country in the hill that every other nation to try and, like, emulate our values. And so I think any attack at that feels like it's just a, a personal attack against mm -hmm. your Americanism, which I think is a problem because 
you know, we're not perfect. We've committed horrible atrocities. We've done horrible things. And I think it's important to talk about that and also show that in film because if we're not learning about it in schools, which a lot of people are not, um, perhaps if you're showing it in another medium, um, like a film, people will actually, you know, decide to partake in that. Maybe not, but I think it could be, you know, a small step forward. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think there has to be um, an attempt to show different stories, all sides of the stories. Like you said before, like the, the war film seems to, um, you know, it tells different stories about different wars, but they all seem to follow the same kind of storyline. Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay, let me ask you this question, uh, Nora Madi, uh, to conclude this uh, uh, super interesting conversation once again. So, uh, uh, similar to the question we had earlier about the, the, the Disney films, right? So, how do you see Hollywood evolving in the future, especially with not only in relation to, to, to Orientalism specifically, but also maybe even uh, about certain discussions that we have in this, uh, you know, in this country about racial justice, about social justice. How do you see Hollywood evolving in, 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 in all these directions and how do you want to see Hollywood evolve? Yeah, I mean, I just think, um, kind of like we talked about before, you know, having representation is so important. If you're just having white directors, um, you know, they're only telling um, the side of the story from their own um, you know, personal perspective, and I think, you know, there needs to be an attempt to um, hire directors who, you know, are Iraqi or Middle Eastern who are, like, telling a story about their, like, their, um, you know, where they're from and, like, their perspective on the war, but I just think within Hollywood, no big budget studio is going to want to pay to help produce that mm -hmm. film, so I think that's a big problem, um, and at the same time, I just think we have to um, find ways to, you know, get, like, maybe, like, a solution could be, like, a smaller budget, um, or, like, smaller film companies who, like, produce different kinds of films mm -hmm. to, you know, put those out there, um, but... And I feel like the example you showed earlier, the, the, you were talking about earlier, the Mosul mm -hmm. uh, example, you know, it's produced by Netflix, but yeah. it's also, you know, like, a, a smaller budget, uh, mm -hmm. uh, definitely used, uh, you know, uh, more, uh, uh, different perspectives, you know, yeah. cast from from uh, Iraq. Uh, uh, I'm not sure about the film, the film uh, director, but I wouldn't be shocked if if he or she was also uh, Iraqi. That's definitely a great example uh, that that you mentioned. And but unfortunately, uh, you know, a very rare example. I feel like yeah. in this in this uh, in this uh, uh, genre. Nora. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I was gonna add. Like I say that um, some of the best war films I've seen have not actually been American war films, mm -hmm. but war films created by uh, or from another country. I think that I agree with Maddie that, you know, expanding the directors and the people behind the projects would help. I also think maybe bringing in like a historian yeah. to each project, because I think that when we're trying to tell a story of, you know, X war, we're taking it very much from the American perspective. And on one hand, bringing in somebody who understands the alternative perspective would help. I also think an, a historian as a third-party figure, looking at both sides, saying, well, statistically speaking, like, this side lost this many people, this side lost this many people, this side had this many casualties, um, would really help in balancing it out and balancing out the repre representation of exactly what um, each country faced during that time period. And I think that's the biggest issue here is in trying to tell the... I love the, the white savior mentality you bring up. I think America's really hooked on this underdog story, the will they, won't they succeed. Um, but I think in doing that, we erase the damage done to other countries.
Mm. Um, and I think bringing in maybe a historian or a third party figure would really help to, to balance that out. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Just to have some kind of accuracy, um, especially because so many of the films are portrayed as an accurate account. Yeah. Um, it seems like saying, like, um, you know, not entirely a work of fiction when in reality, you know, they're highly sensationalized. Um, and people take that as like face value, you know, like, oh, like I'm getting a history lesson when I go see this war film. Like, yeah. no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. And the, a, oh, sorry. After you know. I think um, a particular word that I don't know about, I don't know, I guess I haven't seen a whole lot of American depictions of it, but I've seen a lot of what I think are more accurate depictions of it are. Um, not the war, I guess, but the dropping of the bomb in Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of different things about that, documentaries, um, movies, uh, books and such. I think that one's very well, I think because it's so well documented mm-hmm. and because it's so hard to not acknowledge what happened to to the Japanese, that anybody can look at that and say, it's very easy to, ident- you know, you, you can't look at that and say, well, the Americans were the victims in that regard mm-hmm. at all, and not even Americans can say that. So mm-hmm. also maybe maybe bringing more movies about these larger war fronts where mm-hmm. it's it's harder to make a claim that, oh, we're the underdog, we're the victim, we're the white savior, when every other country in the world looks at you as the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for this conversation. It's definitely been interesting. Madi, Nora. Merci beaucoup. Merci, merci.